Welcome to Vacation Station, hosted by Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Vacation Station Travel Show. Whenever it is the fourth Tuesday of the month, that means we get to chat with the fire monkey. That means it's travel writer Debbie Stone's uh, segment here on Big Blend Radio. And today she's joining us to talk about her adventures on the Long Beach Peninsula in Washington State. Her story is up on nationalparktraveling.com and will also be in the upcoming issue of Parks and Travel magazine. So welcome back, fire monkey. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? (laughs) Oh, doing good. Doing good. I'm excited about this conversation because, you know, you covered Astoria. Well, you've done a lot in Oregon and Washington State. Um, We know how much you love it there, and and you've also lived there. But last year, you covered Astoria, and then Nancy and I went right near there. We were in Il Waco, Il Waco, El Waco. Everybody's got a different way of saying it, but we were right there, and we did go to Astoria. And we were able to say, oh, Debbie was here, Debbie was there. And um, now I'm going, oh, my gosh, you're writing about all the places that I walked a dog, a really cool dog called Amber, and even did some of the Discovery Trail. And um, we did go to Long Beach itself, but it's amazing now to you did some of the things we didn't get a chance to do, like the museums and stuff like that. So I'm like super excited to hear what, you know, you experienced. So um, this is fun. Have you been to that area before or? Because it's you've kind of like pieced the whole coastline together. I feel like. Yeah, I have been to parts of it. I have been to Long Beach for the kite festival uh, several years ago. Um, so I had had been to the Long Beach area, and um, I had uh, done a little bit of uh, I think one of the museums, but I had not like gone from kind of south to north. I had not gone the full length of this wonderful swath of land that uh, you know I think people. I think people would absolutely adore, uh, especially if they're in the area, to be able to go uh, on this peninsula because it really is, it's a very special, I think almost magical area. And there's so much to offer here from the history to, you know, if you're a lighthouse person who loves lighthouses and who doesn't, you know, beaches and views and forests and uh, anything. And then, of course, wonderful seafood, uh, which you know that I love uh, very dearly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I think it's got something for everyone. Um, so I, I encourage people, if you're in the Seattle area, it's a couple hours from Seattle, uh, a couple hours from Portland, if you're in Portland, Oregon. Um, so you can access it very at, at various junctures. And, you know, if you want to just stay on the southern area of it and uh, stick to, you know, that area, or if you want to go all the way up. It's not like it's that long of a drive at all. Mm, no, it's not. And it's beautiful. I mean, get, yes. getting there and leaving Stunning. there, it's beautiful. The whole area, I mean, the the it, it, it's just awesome to go to. It, it's just so scenic. And what gets me is the the change, how the weather changes, like constantly. Ah, yes. And yes. it's, it's yeah. you know, sometimes it's mystical, sometimes it's magical, sometimes it's like drama. And at the same, and then it's when it's sunny, then it's like, ooh, let's play, you know. But yeah. it feels, yeah. um, 
I feel like you step back in time, but you're still in the present moment there. You know, it's just a weird thing on that, but also the landscape, the nature, the biodiversity to me, because you can go to wetlands and marshes and then wait, you're going to go to the beach and then there's sandy beaches, but then there's beaches with like the big rugged drama Yes. and wind. Yes. 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 Lots of wind. Lots of wind. And then, you know, in fact, I said, you know, uh, it doesn't even matter what season or what weather you're in. Um, to me, you know, I happen to be there in winter. And that to me is, is, a, is a pretty special time because you do, you can get some incredible storms. You get a very wild and rugged ingredient in there. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I tell people not to shy away from visiting this area, whatever season, whatever, because it's something something is special every season there as well, you know. But I think, you know, if you're a history buff, you just will absolutely adore it because there's just so, so much Lewis and Clark history there, you know. And mm. uh, Cape Disappointment, which is uh, incredibly, this this uh, state park is, is a very popular and favorite state park for the state of Washington. But it's, you know, it has the lighthouses and it has, you know, trails. It has uh, the wonderful, wonderful Lewis and Clark Interpretive Center, which I really yeah. uh, I want to put a plug in for that because, you know, if you want to know about their incredible, arduous 18 month, 3,700 mile trek from St. Louis, you know, which ended at Cape Disappointment in 1805, then this is the place. Definitely, this is the place to go and and be there and actually say to yourself, this is what they were looking at when they found it and saw it, you know, for the first time. And then it was that area where they ended up being there for that whole winter. Weren't they there for almost a year at one point? It was like a long time. They had to, yeah, they had to winter there. They had to go there Mm -hmm. for the winter, you know, and, uh, but, you know, it's just wonderful. And the uh, two lighthouses are uh, accessible. One you take uh, on a trail from the Interpretive Center. The other you can drive up the parking lot and then just take a, a, a very short stroll and um, see that one. And uh, you know the views are incredible. And I'm I'm a very I'm a romantic when it comes to lighthouses. I just you know I love them so much. I think they're very very picturesque and you know photo friendly and just you know have all this this history and magical. Mm-hmm. aspect to it and there were women lighthouse keepers i've been threatening yes. to do a show on that for years i think we should just do a lighthouse show one day because it's just oh, so yes yes don't start me yes. and i almost started a facebook group on lighthouses like that's how i'm it's it's a sickness i have it it's, it's, it well it's it's in, incredible and you know it, it's a north head lighthouse which is the other lighthouse uh, uh, in Cape Disappointment, you can, you know, stay in this old uh, century old lighthouse keepers quarters. They've made it into a, you know, vacation rentals basically, which give you a sense of what it's like to be there. And it is one of the windiest spots in the country. So it's, kind of cool you know to be yeah. in there and you know kind of it got a fire going and you know you hear these winds and, and it's like you, you imagine you're you imagine what it is if you were a lighthouse keeper there but I, you know. I love that you talk about the wind this way because I mean it, it of course you're from Chicago so you understand wind <laughs> but but there's you know we used to live in Port Elizabeth South Africa which is the windy city too and but right. the wind has this other magic thing going on. There's some energy that goes with it. And when you're in this, when you're up in the Pacific Northwest and where we were, uh, at Long Beach and, and Long Beach itself, isn't it the the what is it the longest beach? Or, what was that? It, anyway, the, it is. I, it was so windy. People are out flying their kites. Oh yeah. And I love to go to places where you see where you go. 
oh, I don't want to get out in the wind or the cold. And you see the locals <laughs> out there flying their kites and going, looking at you like, you have not embraced our region yet. But right. the seagulls will sit on your car. And, yeah. <laughs> and while you're there, if you, if you don't get out, but, but the wind is, um, it's, it's something to, to embrace. And when, when you were talking about like, you know, the, the actual people in the lighthouses, but I felt when that whole coastline that we did, like all the way up, all the way up Oregon, North, North, Cal North, uh, Crescent city in uh, Northern California, all the way up Trinidad, all of that, you see all this maritime history. And it, it just brings you home, like, to the history of World War II, because we kind of forget that, and nuclear war history as well, and the maritime history. And, you, and then all of those statues and um, of the woman, like, looking out, uh, you know, it's like an angel, hoping that her husband comes home, her brother mm -hmm. or father yeah. coming home, yeah. kind of thing, like, with a little light always keeping the light on for the sailors. And when you hear that, if you're there on a sunny day and it's perfect, you don't have that feeling like when you're there and it's misty and gloomy and it's windy, then you start to feel like what those sailors did out on those ships. That's what to me is so important about the wind is to feel what yeah. it's like to be the sailor, whether you were, you know, in a war history or, uh, you know, in war or, you know, in the watching position, like the lighthouses are far, you know, for, but the fishermen, I mean, it's not an easy life fishing out there. It's not at all. And, you, you know, the, people don't understand um, that, you know, these lighthouses were created because this is a really treacherous body of water. They call it the graveyard of the Pacific because of the number of shipwrecks that uh, have occurred there. You know, you're talking about an area where, you know, the Pacific is meeting the, the Columbia River kind of thing. And it is a it is a, a tough uh, place. And anybody who has done any amount of, uh, you know, whether sailing or in boats in that area can can tell you that. But that is the reason why they built a second lighthouse is because of the fact that they just had so many shipwrecks there. And so, you know, you really get to feel for yourself. If it is one of those days, you really get to feel for yourself and realize the lighthouse, how, how necessary and, and significant it was uh, at, at that time. And that it, it still is, it, you know, of course, they don't have keepers there now, but everything is automated, but it's still, they are still in operation. Mm. That's amazing, though, to go there and to have that. And you went to the um, Columbia Pacific Heritage Museum that we really wanted to go. Too. Oh, that, that's in Ilwaco, and which is this, this really charming small little community. It's a working port, um, mm. and they have this 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 award-winning museum, the Columbia Pacific Heritage Museum, which really uh, talks about a couple of different things. One is the Chinook, Chinook people uh, who uh, you know were there first, uh, and then it talks about the various industries of the area: the, the cranberry, the fishing, the logging industries. There was a railroad that once went through there. Um, and so, you know, I found I was surprised. You know, I'm always surprised when you go to these small communities and then you find this, these gems of museums that are there that are just so well done. And you're like, wow, this is amazing. And you didn't expect this to be in a small little town. Mm -mm. No. And there's a garden. There's a um, indigenous people's garden around the corner from it uh, that we went to. And I awesome. thought that was pretty interesting. And then. Because, I mean, we were pet sitting while we were there. 
And so our timing wasn't always working. We were right by the fire station, by the way, which we were told that the fire station actually caught on fire one year. And so they had to evacuate themselves from their own fire station. Oh, my God. (laughs) I know. But we had a great view when we were there. I mean, I got to see firemen all day long. It was fantastic. I just say. (laughs) But we'd walk up and down the the port. and, And that was so interesting about being on a working port. There are people on their boats visiting. And not as much probably as like it would be in the summer. But it was really interesting because I think we walked by that hotel every morning that you stayed at the helm. Is that is are we in the same place? Yeah, at the helm was where we made our home base. And it is such a cool place. Uh, I really have to put a plug in there. It's just an awesome place. It used to be an old bank. And the woman who uh, took it on uh, had a a vision of, of a very cool kind of you know, laid back luxury type of place that's right on, you know, the harbor front. Um, a lot of, you know, repurposed wood, a lot of open, you know, lots of air, open air, a lot of light. Uh, there's a very cool, the Waterline Pub is there that they have. It's just, mm-hmm. it's a great place. And it's a, a really nice place to just kind of um, set your base for, because like I said, everything is very, very reachable in, in driving on the peninsula, but it was a wonderful place to come back to because it's very, it's, it, Iwako is a very peaceful community. It was lovely, just lovely. When, when you went there, you, you were talking about that you get, um, they'll give you beer or wine when you check in. Yeah. yeah and yeah, I was so glad, cool I, to, to, to see inside. I was like all excited because we kept, you know, we're walking a dog outside there. I'm like, I went in there. I want to see, because it, you know, it, yeah, it, it's so you want to know. Um, so it was really cool to see because the room seemed so um, like well done. Like they, they yes. let you have spaciousness and not overdone, you know, the way they designed yeah. them. Um, yeah. But then I was reading like, OK, so they give you a beer or a glass of wine when you check in bathrobes. You've got premium linens and you've got a view of the harbor, which is to me the, the thing. You know, oh, yeah. and then yeah. if all these bath buttons and you've got a 50 inch flat screen TV. I mean, wow. A zero water filtering system. What is that? Like, what, what am I missing here in life? And oh, wait, I, snacks. It, you got snacks. It, oh, yeah. The snacks. I mean, I've, ne- I've really never been into a hotel room where you're not like you're going to be you know, dinged if you touch a, a snack that's, you know, that's cost oh, yeah. something. Here they have these Here's, here's your $3,000, you know, yeah. mini yeah. bar bill. Right, yeah. right. And so they have this lovely snack basket, which was great. I mean, it was just, and not only that, then, the, you know, every morning they deliver a hot breakfast to you. So, you know, it was mm. like, wow. They come in with a tray of food. You sit, at, sit down at the little table. We looked out at the harbor and, you know, it was just, it was, everything about it was just, Wonderful. I mean, it was truly a, a, a wonderful place, a wonderful experience, friendly people and uh, a good location, I, I think, in my opinion. But, you know, what's interesting is you talk about cranberries and that was something oh, that yeah. blew my mind because we went to a wildlife refuge out there and it is among the cranberries. And we right. really wanted to see elk because I know there's elk there. I saw elk near Astoria and I got all excited. But they're like... Yeah. I couldn't stop and, you know, all of that, but because we weren't in a park area, but I really wanted to see elk. But this wildlife refuge goes in all these different areas. I mean, we, we trawled around 
all over. And one, it's there's one this one part they had an art walk in a wildlife refuge with giant feathers representing different endangered species of birds. And it was this art walk with salmon. So they had like salmon cuttings on trees. And it just was this cute little way to understand the area. It was on the way to Oysterville. Yeah, well, there's one, the Wallapa Bay. um, Yeah. there's There's a nature area. There's a couple of different nature areas. We walked in one that was... Uh, actually kind of at the tip, almost at the top of the, the uh, peninsula and walked in, in one of those. And there was like, we saw one person the entire time we were walking through there. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, if you like those old growth forests, if you like, you know, these bluffs and, and, you know, dunes and all that kind of stuff, it's these place this place has just got really got it all. And then, it, you know, to top it off, in one of the communities in Seaview, there's like these Victorian homes that are, uh, you know, dotting the mm. streets. And, you know, it used to be a summer retreat for, for wealthy uh, Portlanders, uh, people living in Portland. And, uh, you know, so, you, you know, it's kind of like, you're like, oh my gosh, these, this is, you know, this is this flash to the past. And then Oysterville, as you know, is also another uh, historic uh, community. And, uh, it, you know, to me, it's just, it's, is very charming. They have these National Register of Historic Places, these houses, there's an old church, there's a, a one-room schoolhouse, and you can, you know, stroll through this little area and look at the houses, which have information, you know, they'll tell you what the, what name of the house is, but they're, they're all dating back to, you know, 1800s, and they've been really beautifully restored, but you'll feel like, I, I wrote about that, you'll feel like you're on this movie back lot, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. when you're walking through there. So yeah. I, I loved it. I, that was I, one of my I, favorite places. Oysterville, I felt like we're in a movie set, quite frankly. Uh-huh. I, yeah. I really did. Yeah. And and then the courthouse. I don't know if you saw the courthouse. Oh. It was magic. I mean, we document courthouses. It's a whole other thing. But and when we were there, and there was like, there was law and order drama of how they got it because there was thievery and all kinds of things that happened Um I can't tell the whole story because I don't have all those notes in front of me, but the courthouse is like a big deal why they had to put it there because somebody tried to burn one down or something. There was like a, there was drama, like, and and that's how it ended up being there. And it also goes back to even the war of 1812. It really impacted this whole region. We've got World War II, yeah. uh, 1812, because you're so close to the border of Canada too. And of course you're, you know, in the Pacific Northwest. So it was really interesting to me see, to see that, but you have got to, I mean, there's so much to see the world's largest uh, frying pan and the razor clam. Did well, you Long put B, money yeah. in the razor? Did you do that? The, the razor clam shell put the, the money in there? Yes. And, and, yes. and Long, you know, Long Beach is just, you know, like you were talking about the discovery trail. Well, you, you know, it goes around alongside of the boardwalk, which is a, a major, uh, area for people to stroll, uh, you know, where you get the views of the water and the dunes and, but the discovery trail goes around it on the side of it, underneath it kind of thing. And that is the area that boardwalk and that whole area is the area where the kite festival happens every August. So it is like the place to be if you're interested in this incredible, I, I found it amazing. It's an international kite festival. So they, they get people from all over the place. And mm. there is a, a kite museum in Long Beach as well. You can go uh, in there, the World Kite Museum, and learn all 
everything you wanted to know about kites and more, you know. And, you know, back to the to the whole Oysterville, um, I'm not an oyster eater, but I know people yeah. that are. And they're, uh, you can go to, um, you know, the sea farms there in Oysterville. It's a, a wonderful place where you can go inside this little building and get, uh, you know, your fresh clams, your fresh oysters, your shooters, you know, shrimp cocktails. And, you know, you can sit out there and look at the bay. And it's, uh, you know, it's wonderful. So there is, you know, even though Oysterville is not doing everything that it used to do, you know, because it was such a, a big industry there, there is you know, this Oysterville Sea Farms that are keeping things going, you know, they're, they're continuing, continuing that uh, industry and that trend. This is, you know, to me, I know Nancy and I don't eat seafood, but you had to have had some good food from your article. Uh, it sounded, you may not eat oysters, but I, I mean, I, that's the one thing, like sometimes Nancy and I are in places and we're like, where's Debbie to come and eat the food that you know, people need to talk about. So I'm really glad we, we can balance each other out. We did a lot of picnics because we ended up just, um, you know, out in nature, but right. there, like when we were in Oysterville, there was this taco shop that had lines and a coffee mm. shop. It was right by the giant oyster. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. And I could, I'm like, seriously lines people. Yeah. This was, and it wasn't anything fancy. Let me tell you, it was just like, this it's you know I, I couldn't yeah. you know people and people knew to get there at a yeah. specific time I don't know what was going on but they knew and um but I think a lot of people fish and you know do their own thing there's a lot of you know, all the parks pretty much have a fishing thing a clamming thing that all this stuff that we don't understand but for you tell me about the food did you enjoy this whole other side that we didn't get to <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean to me it's just it's like a, a feast for me. It's it's incredible. Um, one of my favorite restaurants was uh, Mycovio's, which um, is 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 am- just an amazing place. I I think and and uh, this is an ocean park, which is another little small community on the way to uh, uh, Oysterville. And uh, uh, Chef Paul, who is the owner, he's from the Netherlands, but you know it's an mm. open kitchen. You can watch him do his magic and uh, very small, tiny, little, intimate place with incredible food. Um, and so I, you know, I absolutely adored that place. I also loved. The Salt Pub, which is in Olaco, which had amazing salmon fish and chips and amazing clam chowder. And, uh, you know, I, t- I mentioned the Waterline Pub. And, you know, so I mean, everywhere you go, you can get great fresh fish, you know, shrimp and steamer clams, anything, anything and, you want. You know? And Long Beach itself, the town, you just walk down the yeah. main street. Oh, there's like there's the just, saltwater taffy places. Yes, and fudge, burgers, everything. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, doesn't it remind you of like the iconic your your beach yeah. town yeah. for the summer? It's, like what? You, it, that's why I said it. it feels like you're in a movie set there. Like, is this right. real? It's so cute and perfect. And the hotel it's we stayed much, in. You, I wish I could remember the is, name. I feel bad. It was like they the, this company is going around and new like doing these remodels of old motels and they did an amazing job like what you're saying about the snack basket i'm gonna have to research and see if they're all the same people we went in there was water there was everything we needed everyone was nice there was bike rental like oh if you need a bike go cycle eat here you know it was just i couldn't believe like they changed my mind about some of the you know 
hotels right. and stuff that just you wouldn't think that level of service still existed and it did and made me feel good to have well, I nice that, service you and, know yeah it's, it's those, to me yeah to me it's 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 just like you said it's a very um idyllic place you know it it has all that uh beachy coastal stuff that you know you've got along with uh some really nice art galleries and crafts and uh, you yeah. know, and then of course nature, you know, but it's, it's fun. You know, you, you have the restaurants and the fudge and all, you know, all those kind of fun things. And they've got these, you know, pieces of big art, like the, this huge frying pan, which they say is the world's biggest, but it really is not. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it's, it's, uh, there's one yeah, in the yeah. Midwest that is, but, oh, that's, but then, but then but you think about it, it's like, doesn't it kind of make you feel like a kid again? I think that's what it oh, is. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, you know, it brings back memories, you know, of coastal towns and when you were a kid and all the fun things you like. You want to go to the arcade. Yeah. Or you want to go, you, you know, you want to do bumper cars or you want to go into, you know, get your fudge, get your, you know, your, like you said, saltwater taffy and then go get your kitschy souvenir. You know what I mean? I know <laughs> it's, it's totally, but that's it. And the hotels are set up that way. And it was just so cool to be an independent hotel. That was just so cool. They're like, here, they even like had a broom in the hotel, like in your room to sweep off your sand because you, you're coming with sand. <laughs> that's perfect. That's perfect. I mean, who does that? You know what I mean? It was like, I, I've got to go yeah. look them up. I feel bad. But, um, uh, you know, it's, but then Lewis and Clark, that's the other thing. There's sculptures and public art everywhere yeah. in this region, yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And really paying homage to Lewis and Clark, which I just, when I got there, I had to pinch myself because I have a thing about Lewis and Clark. And, you know, and then when you think about here we are, we're all cozy. We've got rain jackets. We've got jackets. we got, you know, whatever we need and travel, <laughs> right? And you think about them way back when spending winter there. Like, come on. Right. I know it's better than if they were in Montana or something in winter. But still, that's, you know, what yeah. they went through back in those days where it, it just, ah. Uh, my hat's off yeah, to them. It's, it's amazing. So, you know, when you're visiting this particular area of the country, you know, and, uh, you know, you, you really, it, it comes to life. The whole history comes to life there. And, uh, you know, I, I, I urge people, if they have not been to this special corner of the country, that it is, it is truly magical. Oh, and people's garages. If you see giant garages, it's because they have bugs <laughs> in there. That's the other <laughs> thing. It's so different. You, you'll drive by yeah. and like, why did it, is that another yeah. house attached? No, it's a boat garage. <laughs> yeah, I learned definitely. that too. I learned that yeah. it's so different. Before you go, I know you're going to Hawaii this year, but you went to Waikiki Beach in Washington State. <laughs> yeah, Waikiki Beach, which is pretty funny. I mean, imagine naming that beach in uh you know long beach peninsula in washington but it, you know it, it's named there because supposedly uh some uh i i don't remember what, who it was but somebody you know kind of died there i guess a soldier's body washed up there and he was from hawaii and so they called it uh waikiki beach and it's uh you know it's a, a great little spot it's tucked between cliffs that's surfers like it it's you know sunbathers like it it's got a protective cove but you know if you're there when it's during a storm as we're talking about or when these tides they call the king tides which are exceptionally large you'll love the epic waves there it's it's 
pretty special. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of everyone gets a kick out of it. They're like, are you going to Waikiki Beach? And, you know, it's like if you don't know, you're like, what are they talking about? I'm in uh, Washington. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Uh, well, Debbie, I'm always good to have you on the show. You can keep up with the Fire Monkeys adventures on blendradioandtv.com. Just don't type in Fire Monkey. Uh, but type in Debbie Stone. Uh, same thing on nationalparktraveling.com. Just type in Long Beach Peninsula or Debbie Stone, uh, Washington. You'll see her all of our articles. Uh, you've been all you've been busy. We've got so much more coming up with Debbie, and uh, we're looking forward to next time next month. What do you What do you think you're going to be talking about next month? Are we allowed to say or no? Oh, let me give everyone the websites. Visit longbeachpeninsula.com and at thehelmhotel.com. Check that out for planning your, your visit up there to Long Beach. You, I'm serious, people. You've got to go. You've got to do it. I mean, I love that you went in winter and so did Nancy and I, um, because that's not normally the popular season, but it is just sometimes go on these off seasons because it's just more laid back. Not as many, you know, tourists. And I, you know what I mean? And I just really encourage that. But go if, if you want to go in summer, go. But honestly, these off-shoulder seasons, it's also better for seeing wildlife and, and stuff like that, too. So I'm just glad you went in the winter, too, and, and appreciated it like we did. Absolutely. And also, just to tell people, you know, sometimes in the wintertime when there isn't uh, that much going on, you know, sometimes you can get better deals on the hotels and accommodations, you know, than, than you can in the, the heart of summer when everybody, you know, and their families are going. So that, you know, that is an incentive for some people is, you know, hey, you know, I can get this hotel at at a really decent rate because I'm here in January kind of thing. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, where's next? Uh, like you mentioned, I will be out in California in the LA area for a little bit, but then I am going to the big Island of Hawaii. So uh, oh. I will be in the Hilo area and the Kona area and Hawaii national park and uh a bunch, I will be going to uh, Mauna Kea up to the observatory and uh, yeah. So lots, awesome. lots, lots, lots to, uh, lots to share. Awesome. We're excited for you. Excited to have you come back on and everyone again, keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. Uh, Debbie is here every fourth Tuesday. Thanks so much, Fire Monkey. Thank you.